Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Jaya Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Following summary, or chapter 10, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepts prasadam from his devotees. The following summary of chapter 10 is given by Bhakti Vinod Thakur in his Amrita Prabhava Basya. Before the Ratiyatra ceremony, all the devotees from Bengal started for Jagannath Puri as usual. Raghava Pandit brought in various kinds of food for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The food had been cooked by his sister, Dhanamakti, who then packed it in bags. Thus the stock of food was generally known as Raghavita. The bags of Raghavita. an inhabitant of Panikati, who accompanied Raghavita was the secretary in charge of accounting for the Raghavita. The day when all the devotees arrived at Jagannath Puri, Lord Govinda was enjoying sporting pastimes in the water of the lake known as Tarendra Sarovar. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also enjoyed the ceremony in the water with his devotees. <coughs> as previously, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed the cleansing ceremony at Kundichi and chanted the famous verse, Jagmohan Parimunda Yo, after Kirtan ended. He distributed prasadam to all the devotees and also took some himself. Then he lay, do lay down at the door of the Gambira to take rest. Somehow or other, Govinda, the personal servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, crossed over the Lord's body and massaged his feet. Govinda could not go out that day, however, and therefore he was unable to accept prasadam. From the character of Govinda, it is to be learned that he may sometimes commit offenses for the service of Lord, but not for sense gratification. Govinda induced the Lord to eat all the food delivered by the devotees of Bengal for his service. All the devotees used to invite Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to their homes. The Lord accepted the invitation of Chaitanya Das, the son of Sivananda Singh, and ate rice and yogurt there. Om Ajnati Mananasya Gyananda Sarvaya Shakshurun Nimitam Yena Tasmai Se Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhista Stavitam Yena Mutale Swananda Bhaktanam Radhi Swamanandikam Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Chantanam 
is giving us descriptions of both, of the pastimes that relate to the, uh, the internal mood of Lord Chaitanya and the external mood. <clears throat> and interesting enough, although we theoretically get an understanding of the internal mood, the external mood is the most important for us. That mood of, of the mercy, of getting the mercy and of distributing the mercy, is the most important because without it, we could never understand the internal mood. 
even if we hear about it. Um, we can hear for a long time about the uh, eternal pastimes of Krishna and his relationship with the eternal residents of Vrindavan. And we can hear about the extraordinary symptoms of love of God that they all displayed. We can even hear about the uh, the symptoms of love of God that Vrindavan itself displayed. And so it's just listening to an audio book version of Gopal Champu in the first chapter is all about the love and the ecstasy of Vrindavan, and which is very nice to, to hear uh, how the Yamuna sometimes becomes still and how the lotuses in the Yamuna are the eyes of the Yamuna, so that the Yamuna is in this way looking at Krishna. All right, that's all very sweet and all very nice, but I don't have that ecstasy that the Yamuna has. I hear about it. I don't have the love of God that the, that the gopis have or anything like that. Uh, rather, the miracle in our life uh, is that somehow or other, this mercy of Lord Chaitanya touched us. And how that happened, uh, that uh, everyone can tell a story. Uh, how the mercy touched us and, and then expanded, uh, and expanded and expanded to, to where we are now. <coughs> and it's still expanding, uh, still expanding further, that mercy of Lord Shaitanya. It is difficult to know. It is difficult to know when the mercy of Lord Chaitanya first touched us. Because after all, the mercy of Lord Chaitanya is influencing the entire world. It is, it is somehow or other influencing the entire world. What would the world be like if Lord Chaitanya's movement was not on this planet? Sometimes we are thinking, oh, 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 it's so bad. And so on and so on. But what would it be like if Lord Chaitanya had not graced this planet? What would it be like? Um, I mean, we could not imagine what it would be like. Because the mercy has changed so many things. Um, in one lecture, Sri Prabhupada speaks about microphone and he says, I don't need microphone to give a lecture. Actually, even without a microphone, I can be understood very well. But the only reason why I use the microphone is to purify the microphone maker. <laughs> so, <laughs> think about that. I mean, when we just think about that, uh, the microphone maker is purified, and the microphone stand maker, or whoever put this little tape around the stand, you know, like, is purified. Or the one who makes the wire, the one who cut the marble tiles that possibly came from Italy, thousands of tiles. The marble, yes, and so in this way, everyone has been getting the mercy somehow or other. Um, somehow or other. Uh, and, and the Lord has arranged. Um, in Africa, every word is a song and every step is a dance. Right? 
Um, there are, so in that sense, it's, it's really close to the spiritual world. There are a few things that still keep it at a distance. But when there's a kirtan, oh, everyone, everyone is just totally absorbed. One year in the Ratiyatri in Johannesburg, they decided to have a Chinese dragon. So we had a rat cart, and in front, a big Chinese dragon, you know, these big green dragons with a man, with man inside. But it was an African Chinese dragon. So you've never seen a Chinese dragon dance down the road and run. They were going for it. It was a spectacle. It was taking Chinese dragons to another, another dimension. This is the psychic operation of Lord Chaitanya. This is the mercy. Um, the mercy is joyful. The mercy is, is very blissful. Um, it is an ocean of transcendental bliss. Anandam Bhudivardhanam Patiparam Gunam Vitasvadhanam Tansavatasnatanam Tam Jayate Sri Krishna Sankirtan. So the reciprocation is there. And it begins um, first here in, in his summary, Srila Bhakti Vinod Chakur in his Amrita Prabhava Basya um, has given us uh, some of the main pastimes taking place in the chapter. And he is first of all speaking about the Ragavira Jali. Um, these bags, these cloth bags, which had the uh, preparations cooked by Damayanti, Raghava Pandit's sister. And these preparations, they were all made in a way that they would stay good. So they were all like dry things. And there were all kinds of things. There were sweet balls even made of Ganga mud. Mm. I remember that. <laughs> so Clay. Some people are into green clay. Green clay, You preached to me about green clay. I wasn't so convinced. <laughs> but those mud balls of Lord Chaitanya from the Raghavira Jali, oh yes, those I will try. Yes. yes. Many, many wonderful preparations were made. Powdered coconut, the fresh, the grated coconut. In Bengal, every woman, as, as she's a young girl, gets a coconut grater. Yeah? That's sort of the standard thing. They have like a, a, a knife sitting on a wooden block. It sticks out like that. That's for cutting pumpkins and vegetables, etc. And then they have another device like that, also sitting on a wooden box sticking out with a head with points on it, and that's the coconut grater, right? Um, and, and every girl gets a coconut grater. That's a standard item of growing up in Bengali culture. And so she was grating the coconut, and then she, after grating it, she was like, there's grinding stones as well, and she made it smaller to a powder. And then made, with nice spicing like cardamom, and uh, um, which goes well with coconut, by the way. And it 
very less little bit of cinnamon so that you almost don't taste it. And then making these sweet balls. So each of the preparations was made with the greatest and greatest of attention and love. And then they were um, sewn in these, in these cloth bags. And uh, yeah, Lord Chaitanya had a whole stock of them. And Govinda was keeping them. And sometimes he would bring it out. So this is, uh, as we know, Raghava Pandit lived in Panihati. Uh, Panihati is south of Mahipur, uh, or of Navadvi, but is uh, just Mahipur is north of Calcutta, and Panihati is very close to Calcutta. Uh, so, and near to there, is also Saptagram, uh, the place where, uh, where Raghunath Das grew up. So that's why Raghunath Das met uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichananda in, in that place. And Nichananda stayed a long time in that area of, of, of Panihati and Saptagram. And for three months, actually, with his ecstatic Sankirtan party, Lord Nichananda was preaching in that area. And during that time, the entire area was flooded with the mercy. And Raghava Pandit was very instrumental in that whole, uh, uh, during that whole time. Uh, he was always associating with the Lord, and the Lord would regularly, regularly frequent his house and have Kirtan there. So, um, so the jali of Raghava made it to Jagannath Puri. Um, they were brought to Jagannath Puri. <coughs> the day when all the devotees arrived at Jagannath Puri, um, Lord Govinda was enjoying sporting pastimes in the water of the lake known as Narendra Sarva. Okay, so anyway, the Raghavira jali reached. Puri, and they are also part of the Puri pastimes. And uh, yes, Lord Chaitanya's water pastimes in Narendra Sarvar. Narendra Sarvar is just right next to the uh, to the Jagannath temple. It is outside of the, uh, the compound of the Jagannath temple, outside the walls, but then right next to it. And there is also the Snan Bay. Or the table where the uh, Rati Yatra, with not the Rati, the Snan Yatra is being performed. Um, and Lord Chaitanya was witnessing the Snan Yatra, and as he was witnessing the Snan Yatra, the water was bouncing off the body of Lord Jagannath and glistening in the sun, uh, so many drops. And meanwhile, Lord Chaitanya was dancing in the greatest ecstasy in front, in front of Lord Jagannath. And more water was coming from the body of Lord Chaitanya than from the body of Lord Jagannath. The tears that were shooting from his eyes. So all these kind of pastimes were taking place. And then, of course, yes, uh, the... Um, Lord Chaitanya resting in the Gambira. Um, 
And Lord Chief, one day, Govinda, the servant of Lord Chaitanya, came, and Lord Chaitanya was lying on the ground in front of the door and blocking the doorway. So Govinda asked, Oh, my Lord, please. Please move a little bit aside so that I can enter and so that I can give you your massage. And uh, Lord Chaitanya said, I'm too tired. I cannot move. I'm too tired. And uh, said, oh, but if you don't move, how can I give you a massage? And then Lord Chaitanya said, anyway, you know, you decide. You decide whether you give me the massage or not. So then Govinda, he took a cloth, he took a cloth and put that over the body of Lord Chaitanya, and then he stepped over the body of Lord Chaitanya. Then he took the cloth off, and then afterwards he started massaging the body of Lord Chaitanya. And then later, Lord Chaitanya Lord Chaitanya fell asleep during the massage. Later, Lord Chaitanya woke up, and then he saw Govinda there, and he said, Govinda, why didn't you go to take prasadam? Govinda said, how could I go? He said, your body was in front of the door. I couldn't go. He said, no. Lord Chaitanya said, but you also came in. So you came in. Why didn't you go the same way? Why didn't you go out the same way you came in? said, no, how could I? How could I step over your body? The first time I stepped over your body, that was for service. But how could I step over your body for my own, for my own enjoyment, my own prasad, my own needs? No, simply fast. So in this way, Srila Prabhupada is is emphasizing this, and we know, of course, that Srila Prabhupada himself was also uh, stating this sometimes. Uh, there's this pastime where they were trying to hang uh, a painting of both Srila Prabhupada's Vyasasan and, and, and uh, said, like, well, how, how could they do it? And, uh, and Prabhupada told them that. He said, no, you can step on the Vyasasan. It's okay. For service, you can step on my head. So this spirit is to be understood that whatever is anakul, anakul yena krishna nu, whatever is favorable, anakul yesya sakkal bhaktavikul yesya vajra, will accept what is favorable for the service of the Lord. So sometimes when one in the service of the Lord is uh, has to break a rule. That's okay. Uh, that is acceptable. Yes, to break a rule if it is in the interest of the service. If it is in the interest of the service, yes, then uh, then a rule could be broken. But of course, only then, uh, otherwise it would be an offense. And uh, so this is important, um, important for us also. Um, surrender, 
Srila Prabhupada said, meant to follow all the rules and regulations, even the small ones. Uh, uh, so, no, not, well, this is too much trouble, that is too much trouble. Uh, I mean, my mind does that all the time. Um, but to actually say, no, even the small things, Raghava Pandit is an example of giving full attention to, to the small detail because he's the one who is offering these coconuts to Lord Chaitanya. And he was very fussy about it, very particular. Not just any coconut, but coconuts from the best part of Bengal, where they were very big, very sweet, and he knew everything about coconuts, a uh, real connoisseur. And he uh, then he had specific ones picked from which he knew that they would be sweet. The juice would be sweet and that there was malai inside, you know, the creamy white flesh on the inside. So, and, and there was the perfect coconut cut by the servant who was, you know, how they do that. And he, uh, but as he brought it in, he touched the door frame. And then, you know, you touched the door frame, you touched the door frame. Then this coconut cannot be offered. It was not acceptable to be offered because Raghav Pandit was thinking people walk through this door many times, the dust of their feet comes up and the back of the door frame has a lot of dust in it. Therefore, this coconut is unofferable. So it wasn't that uh, Raghava Pandit was one of these people who were really afraid of germs or viruses and like, didn't dare to touch anything and like constant paranoia was just using sanitizer every five minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, he wasn't that kind of a person, but rather what was the, the reason was only the best, only the best will do for my Lord, no less. So here we are uh, just still in the uh, in the chapter summary of Srila uh, I haven't really managed to I touched upon the first verse because of the Bhakta Anugraha um, that Anugraha um, giving shelter He's giving shelter to his devotees. He provides the devotees the shelter of his mercy in so many ways. Um, and the devotees are trying to, to somehow or other go out of their way to please the Lord. And, then, and there's no question that the mercy will not come. Um, uh, sometimes we are waiting, oh when, oh when will that day be mine, that that mercy will finally come. Of course, the answer is, you already got it. You already got it. How else did you think you would be here? Uh, how else do you think we would still be here? How else do you think we would be chanting Hare Krishna? Uh, no way. Uh, we wouldn't chant Hare Krishna. We wouldn't have the strength to chant Hare Krishna. And even now, before we start chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra, <coughs> we are chanting the Panchatattva Mantra. Because 
No offenses are considered. And therefore, quickly there's some taste. And that taste we bring back, and that gives us just enough taste to sort of keep on chanting. Uh, our Shamananda is, has done a very nice skit uh, of, uh, of fighting with the mind about chanting. And uh, I still think it's, it's a classic, and I can't tire of seeing it. Uh, he sits in front of a screen, and on the screen, he's sitting there chanting, and suddenly on the screen, there is Shamananda, number two, and it's his mind. And we see a dialogue between our Shamananda and his mind and about chanting. I remember at one point he says, It's boring! <laughs> <laughs> Did I imitate that well? It was. It was definitely uh, so recognizable that everyone, everyone could recognize this is our mind. Uh, so what to do? But still we're chanting. We, did, we still didn't give up because of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. That has to be understood. It is the mercy of Lord Chaitanya that keeps us going. Um, in uh, in another so that is Bhakta Anugraha. In an uh, in a lecture, Srila Prabhupada is speaking about Ajamiya and how Ajamiya was such a qualified Brahmana and how Ajamiya somehow or other uh, still fell prey to Maya. Although he had so many qualifications, although he had grown up in a Gurukul, although he was well-trained, although he was situated in Brahminical discipline, but when he saw this Sudra embracing this prostitute, his lusty desires took over, and he wanted that prostitute. So, and eventually got her. So in this way, um, we are appreciating how uh, <clears throat> how Ajamiya was weak. So in one lecture, Srila Prabhupada is speaking about this topic, and he says, if, if Ajamiya, who was a qualified Brahmana, who grew up in, 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 in proper training, in proper association, if he fell down, then what is our chance? Then what is our chance? But here we're walking around victorious over Maya, and what will Maya do to me? Yes, yes. what will Maya do to us? Maya is throwing all kinds of weapons in our direction, and we will be finished. We will be finished in no time. In no time. It is just like the story of Arjuna in the Mahabharata, who at the end of the battle is asked by Krishna, Arjuna, take your bow, Gandiva, take your arrows, and get down from the chariot. 
Judas stepped down from the chariot. Next moment, next moment, his chariot caught on fire. Arjuna is standing there. My car, my car. <laughs> in front of his eyes. And it's like going through this whole experience. His car is just burning up to ashes in front of him. And I got this chariot from, from Agni. And this chariot has been invincible. It has, it has been able to withstand all these weapons. How is it possible that this chariot is burning to ashes now? Krishna said, it was not the chariot that was withstanding all these weapons. It was I who all along with my influence protected this chariot from all these weapons. And now that the battle is over, now I am withdrawing this protection. And now all these astras will act. And that is why now it is burning to ashes. That is very interesting because the same thing going on now. It is Lord Chaitanya's mercy that is constantly constantly protecting us, constantly supporting us, constantly nourishing us. Bhakta Anugraha. Huh? He is following the devotees with shelter. He's following them with shelter. Every step of the way, there is mercy. And every step of the way, we are propped up. Huh? We are the zombies of Kali Yuga. I mean, how are we walking on the spiritual path? We are the degraded dogs who are like having no good qualities or lower than. We are fallen. Huh? I'm the most fallen. You're not the most of anything. Yes. Um, we are thoroughly diseased with this, this desire to be the most of something. And although we are the most of nothing. And, uh, and then Satsuma says, yes, I am nothing. And Brahma said, you're not nothing, you're something, but you are not what you think you are. So in this way, we um, are residents of this age of color. It's a miracle. Um, it's a miracle. We take it for granted yeah, I've been a devotee for seven years. Yeah, I'm a devotee uh, on this and that. No, it's just the mercy. It's all mercy. So, uh, yes, that mercy of Lord Chaitanya um, is there in our lives now. And there's the reciprocation. Um, it's, uh, it's quite... Uh, quite interesting. Um, and we can see the reciprocation in our life. Uh, like in my own life, uh, you know, uh, never before have I had any interest in American politics, but recently I did have some, right? because the uh, president there was so uh, extreme, I sort of started to, uh, to look at it, like what crazy thing is he doing next? And, and then we recently had these riots in the Capitol building and all that. And I was reading it, right? Then suddenly, Rupa Sanatan sends me this message, and the message is, I've got the Mahabharata. 
He was really excited about it. I mean, you know, I mean, the Penguin edition, the full one, ten volumes, completely like so close to the original. I mean, he is like a connoisseur when it comes to books. You know, you see these people with a glass of wine, smelling rooms like that with a book. <laughs> so it was like, wow, the Mahabharata, you know, from the Penguin edition. So I'm going, yeah, penguins, you know. <laughs> um, you know, next moment, he says, I'll bring it down. Shall I bring it down? He said, sure, sure, bring it down. And bringing it down. And uh, with the idea and that I can keep it, you know, and read it. And I, and I could see Krishna inspired him. I could see Krishna was saying, so you want to read about politics? <laughs> read this. <laughs> so the whole week, I'm reading about politics, the Mahabharata, you know, just uh, because, yeah. <clears throat> Krishna wants me to. Let's see. He wants me to read the Mahabharata. Okay, I, I, I sneaked in a little bit of Gopal Champu yesterday morning, you know, just a little bit of Frintahab and, and all that, and, and just a little bit of, of the um, Chaitanya Bhagavat this morning. It's like, uh, but. I'm going back to the Mahabharata today. <laughs> but I'm getting to the edge, you know. Um, uh, yeah. One, two. So we can see uh, if we look for it, it is not difficult to see the mercy of Krishna and how uh, Krishna Chaitanya and how he is Bhakta Anugraha, and how he's giving us shelter, and how if if we are uh, at all on this path of bhakti, that it is because of his mercy. Um, and he is truly, it is said in this verse, he is always ready to bestow mercy upon them, and he is always bestowing that mercy. Therefore, um, we are appreciating um, the glory of um, of, uh, of the mercy of Lord This is what Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is saying that we should do. Um, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is saying, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Daya Kara Vichara. He's saying, he's giving us an open invitation. And he said, if you are indeed interested in logic, then use it to explore the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. So, this mercy of Lord Chaitanya, we are understanding only a little bit. Like the tip of the iceberg, but it is sustaining us that we know, and it, and this mercy of Lord Chaitanya 
is expanding into the eternal pastimes of Radha and Krishna, and uh, which is something we hear about and uh, something which we theoretically uh, can begin to understand, but yet something that we cannot understand at all. And this mercy of, of Lord Chaitanya um, is, is full of taste and full of bliss. And it is there, um, it is there where we get the drive um, in the introduction to the nature of devotion. Srila Prabhupada is saying <clears throat> in the introduction to the nature of devotion, Srila Prabhupada is saying that nothing moves without taste. Um, if there's no taste, can't do it. Um, no taste. Um, one devotee stopped chanting, and I said, why? I have no taste. I just have no taste. He said, doesn't matter. You get mercy. You get mercy every step of the way. Whether there's taste or not, it's, you're getting the mercy. But I have no taste. <laughs> yeah, but that mercy will save you from so much suffering, from that taste. Don't you see? The suffering you'll get from all the material energy, as you change, you'll be saved from that. It burns it all up. But I have no So let us find the taste. Let us find um, let us chant in Kirtan and then bring it back to Japa. Um, let us chant in Japa and bring it back to Kirtan. Um, without Kirtan, uh, it will not work. It will not work. Um, without Kirtan, it, it will be incomplete. Um, it is both that we require Kirtan and Japa. It is that kirtan that immediately throws us in the ocean of ecstasy, and it is the japa that is the reality check. That in kirtan we think I'm in Baba, in uh, in, in japa we realize I'm a complete neophyte. That like this we declare both, both. But without taste, um, without, without taste, we will never take it serious. Um, without taste, we will, the mind will continue to lament and we'll just drag our feet. So let us find the taste wherever it is. Um, we have to find it. We have to find the nectar. So, wherever it is, wherever it is, let us find it. The nectar in Krishna consciousness. Because that's going to take us further and further and further.
Okay, maybe some time for some questions. Um, uh, Maharaj, you mentioned the exa example of uh, Raghava Pandit, about how particular he was with the coconut. So what if we are in a situation where we have to offer half-rotten fruits and vegetables regular, like regularly? Should we feel, oh, I shouldn't offer it? Or is it like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, if we have to offer, if we have to offer um, vegetables and fruits which are half-rotten on a regular basis, so how should we feel? Uh, is it even offer? Should be feel is it offerable to Krishna, or we're we doing a good, a good thing because sure. otherwise it will be thrown away, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, if it's half rotten, <laughs> then we can take off the dead half, and if the other half is still really good, then it may still be offerable. But if it is uh, sort of, if the rot is sort of begins to permeat uh, the entire fruit or vegetable, that's where it's definitely overboard for them. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what would this movement have become without half rotten vegetables? <laughs> it is the half rotten vegetables, you know, that were donated to us on the marketplaces that have conquered the world. <laughs> we have patiently, the devotees have cut off the bad half and used a good half to make ecstatic Sunday feasts. And so many people have taken it home and have kept it till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a living from Sunday feast to Sunday feast. So somehow or other, the half-rotten vegetables are also part of Lord Chaitanya's plan. But naturally, we are not going to offer the half-rotten part. That's for sure. And if it extends, and if it's really gone too far, then, uh, it's, it's, then it becomes compost. <laughs> yeah. At one point, it becomes compost. Yeah. So discrimination is required. There is no black and white. If we try to, to um, create a um, create a uh, um, a handbook of standards, and where everything has is black and white, black and white, and nothing in between, and all everything is clearly in there. And we all are going to try and live by that. Then we have have a chance to become fanatics or fundamentalists. Fundamentalism is where we're trying to simplify things to principles which can be applied in all uh, in all places and circumstances without uh, using our intelligence. So. Uh, so, in each situation, we must carefully judge what is uncool, what is favorable, what is favorable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, take the moment. In relation to what you say, uh, could it also not be that what you offer 
like of the nature of the kitchen could be like more like of the best quality, not like half of them make, make a distinction a little bit. So to give Christian still uh, the topmost quality that's just offered on the altar. And secondly, I was thinking that's about nice. uh, the he was offering this rice to Rochetanya. Rochetanya grabbed it from his hand. Do you remember the story? No, that's Ragnatas. Ragnatas, yeah. So Rochetanya took this, this rice that was washed and he said, Give this necklace that you what you're hiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ragnatas was uh, eating. There was uh, apparently even 500 years ago, there was there were big big offerings of rice to Lord Jagannath, and even nowadays when you get Mahabharata, you get so much rice that you wonder how can he eat all this rice. So it seems that this is not a new phenomenon. But even 500 years ago, that there was rice left over, Mahabharata rice offered to Jagannath, which was not eaten and then eventually became rotten and then it was thrown out and the cows wouldn't eat it but uh, Raghunathas took that rice, washed it till the soft rotten core came out, kept the hard core and ate that with a little salt and Lord Shaitanya one day snatched that from his hand and said this is the greatest nectar this is the best Vasadana I've ever had. So, Bodhidharma's comments are, are very nice. I'm in that mood of uh, Lord Chaitanya's mercy, so I, I was meditating on the Sunday feast in the marketplaces. And, and, but he was speaking about cooking for the deities and about uh, offering the best of the best in that same mood of Bodhidharma. So that's very nice. And then, the other mood that you have, prasadam, um, prasadam should be taken. Mahaprasada Govinda, Mahaprasada Vaishnava, Iswarapapamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatamilatam
Sankatan strategy. <laughs> She's asked me for a Sankatan strategy. Um, and, uh, well, I can offer, offer, offer one. It is, it is very clear that, uh, that the internet at the moment is, is, is a special feature in our preaching because uh, people spend more time on the internet, uh, first of all. So all the people are more on the internet than before. And in this way, uh, God's way reached them. We can see that Vaisheshi Kapoor had that strategy this year to distribute a lot by the internet. And uh, I haven't heard the total scores yet, but I'm sure he, he wanted two million Gitas, right? By the internet. That was his vision. So I think we um, can think of it that way. Try and reach people by the internet and then give them some special opportunity. You know, uh, if you do this, you get this and this for free. Uh, people always like it. And you, and you do something, and you get something for free. So maybe that works also with the, uh, with the uh, French, with the local people. Um, Asylum distribution, if it's really, it's a little difficult now. People are afraid of personal contact. Not so much. Not so much. No, you know, the, the taste is also mercy, right? The, the symptom of taste is a result of the mercy. But it is then taste that will give us a much stronger impetus to take advantage of the mercy. So the taste, it's not synonymous, but the taste is the result of the mercy. And then we use that taste to really jump into it into Krishna consciousness. Therefore, taste does become important along the way. Just philosophically, just being philosophically convinced is not enough. Just, <coughs> as I, I, I have mentioned that, that in, in one particular lecture, we went around the room and asked everyone uh, to say why they thought that Krishna was all attractive. So some people said, because he's beautiful, because he plays his flute, you know, like, like that. And then one person in the room said, because he's the cause of the effect. And, um, okay, I'm not sure if that's enough. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if, if it's enough, if it's just the cause of the effect. You know, that's philosophy, that's, that's great. 
but we also need to relish the effect. Yeah, thank you. Okay, then we're going to end. Is both omnibus internet teaching a life for a long term, like you said, uh, idea that if they will not stop, that we have to continue like this? <laughs> I mean, I, I also got tired of internet preaching. So, so then once I had COVID, then uh, there's plenty of publications that say that you're immune for some time. And uh, <coughs> so I decided, okay, I'm going to do some preaching. So I'm moving around doing some preaching. Yeah. But it's all very small. Some of it will stay. Why not? Still a big spider. Why not? Okay, thank you very much. Uh,